We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We have to learn a whole lot, you guys. We have to go back in our lives and say, how did I miss this information about this health thing? Or how did I miss this information? This song just reminds me of this. <laughs> so thank you, Jonathan. We really do have to pay attention. And I'm talking about strokes. We've been hearing about strokes to the point that people are tired of hearing about it. Some of them don't even believe all of the statistics and, and what happens and how is it that I don't know or I don't feel it. And those kind of questions are still very present here in our country. Well, joining us is Dr. Ron Terrell, and he's uh, from Alina Health, because he says every 40 seconds, someone suffers a stroke, making this medical condition one of the leading causes of death in the U.S. Now, you may be surprised to learn that strokes are largely preventable, preventable, to the tune of 80%. Yeah, it mainly comes down to lifestyle choices. Ah, though it can be very hard. May is Stroke Awareness Month. Did you know that? And because of it, we've asked Dr. Ron Terrell, a neurologist at Alina Health, to share more about the symptoms of strokes and risk factors. Thank you so much for being here with us, Dr. Terrell. Really appreciate it. Really happy to be with you. So it's quite shocking that we have to mention this every year because people know about you know, strokes and how often they can happen. And it's almost like a silent killer. We don't always know what the symptoms are. Why is it that we still have to constantly um, hear more about this every year? Well, it helps that we actually have a National Stroke Month, which is May every year, so we can try and get the word out to everybody. But stroke is one of those things that I think all of us assume happens to somebody else. And we never think of ourselves as possibly being a victim of that. But like you were inferring, there are over 800,000 strokes that occur in the U.S. alone every year. And at any given time, there's more than 4 million people walking around that have had strokes in the past. So it is a big problem. And the important thing about it is we can prevent it. And it just comes with a little bit of knowledge. Okay, so how many Americans have died or um, that you know of in the United States? I mean, I can't tell you over time how many have died, but as you said, uh, there's about uh, 200,000 to 400,000 that can die in any given year, and other people can be debilitated by it and their lives changed forever. That's right. So what is happening in our bodies um, that causes a stroke to occur? Well, a stroke, the stroke we'll talk about now is about the stroke that's caused by a blood clot. You know, there are bleeding kind of strokes that are caused by aneurysm, 
different things. We're not going to talk about that, but it's the clotting kind of strokes that affect most people by far. And these blood clots can develop at any time. And once you have an area in your brain, a blood clot in the brain that prevents blood from flowing through a certain vessel, whatever area of the brain doesn't get its blood supply, whatever it controls, you lose that function. So people are familiar with the right side of the brain controlling the left side of the body. And some people even know that language is only controlled on one side of the body, one side of the brain for the most part. And so people will have these sudden onset deficits, this loss of function without pain usually. It's not about pain. It doesn't hurt, which is what throws a lot of people off. But suddenly they might feel numbness or tingling or weakness on one side of their body or the other. Some will find that they can't get their words out or maybe they're not understanding what others are trying to communicate to them. And it's all about where the blood clot occurs, what areas of the brain are involved, and what functions come from that area of the brain. You know, there have been so many medical organizations over the decades that have said, hey, it's often painless and it comes without warning, without warning, without warning. So some people say, hey, yeah, I have this little headache or I have this little thing, but it doesn't mean anything. What is the main, um, what should we look for to absolutely know we need to run into the hospital to see about it? Great question. So we've developed this little acronym and it's called BFAST. B-E-F-A-S-T. And it's basically used around the world and certainly around the U.S. And B stands for balance. So any sudden change in your balance, it could be vertigo or dizziness, or it could be just in coordination that you really don't understand why you're tripping over your own leg or something like that. Um, E stands for eyes. That implies a sudden change in vision. People can lose vision towards one side of their world or the other. Uh, They can lose vision sometimes in one eye, but any kind of change in vision, including even double vision, could be the sign of a stroke. S is for face. Weakness or numbness, usually on one side of the face, can be a sign of stroke. S is for speech, and by speech, it could be your words are coming out slurred, or even if you know what you want to say, you listen to yourself, and the wrong noises are coming out altogether when you know what you intended to say, but it just doesn't come out right. That's when it involves the language part of the brain. Mm -hmm. Um, A is for arms and legs, sudden weakness or numbness in the arms or legs. Again, it's usually on one side of the body or the other, and T is for time. And time is of the essence. Once blood flow has been blocked from a certain area of the brain, we have treatment for that. We can treat people and we can reverse those changes and open up that blood vessel with medication and sometimes other procedures. But we have a limited time window to actually make the difference. Otherwise, once the blood flow has been blocked for too long, the brain tissue in that area has already died and we lose that opportunity. Right now we have a medication that basically is Drano for the bloodstream and it's called TNK or tenecteplase. There's another one that we've used in the past also called um, TPA. And these literally work like Drano. They'll help to clear the clots out. But every second that goes by, every minute that goes by, you're losing more and more brain and losing the opportunity to reverse the changes that suddenly occurred. 
You said that there is often a limited time uh, time window to make sure you take this medication so that it can help. Four and a half hours, I think about the seniors who are at home alone. Maybe their caregiver is just not there yet. And I'm very concerned about four and a half hours. Is there any other way that we could get extra time? Um, there can be other ways to give extra time, but four and a half hours is is the cutoff that our studies have showed us is the right timing where we can treat people just based upon their presentation to the hospital and what kind of deficits we see. Of course, we have to get a scan to make sure it's not a bleeding kind of stroke, but once that's confirmed, which just takes, you know, three or four minutes, we can go ahead with that treatment. We do have other procedures, and sometimes there's a way to look at the brain with different kinds of CAT scan studies or MRI studies and prove to ourselves that the tissue that was affected is still salvageable, so we can still possibly do procedures to pull clots out of blood vessels by going in with a catheter, similar to what the cardiologists do when someone has a heart attack. They open up the vessels by going into a catheter, and they do that that clearance of the vessels called angioplasty, where they open up the blood vessel. Mm -hmm. We have ways to do similar things, but that too can be time limited. But sometimes that kind of procedure can go out to even 24 hours and we still have a chance to improve a person's outcome. Let's talk a little bit about the face when you spoke about some people experience weakness in the face when a stroke is occurring. What about Bell palsy? <laughs> I hope I have that um, correct. You, I had a friend that had Bell palsy and it's so much like a stroke. It is. And I wouldn't want you or others out there to second guess themselves thinking maybe this is just Bell's palsy. To answer your question, what Bell's palsy is, is uh, it's caused by a nerve dysfunction in the face, one of the key nerves that controls the motor function of the face. But we in the hospital and in the emergency department can tell the difference because Bell's palsy will affect the strength and movement of the forehead. But in stroke, and this is just because of how the nerves work and what nerves go where and what they control, in stroke, they do not involve the forehead. So it's always the lower face that droops, usually the mouth. You can tell someone's, you know, fold along their, their mouth might be a little droopy or a little flattened out, or they simply can only smile towards one side of their face or the other, but it doesn't involve the forehead when it's a stroke. But please don't go in front of the mirror and debate that yourself. Get to the hospital. We'll call off any emergency treatments if we see that. And our ER doctors and as neurologists, we're very well versed at looking at that right away and can tell you right away. When we look at risk factors, you know, high blood pressure, diabetes, kidney disease, and abnormal rhythm of the heart, that sounds like it could be so many other things. How will you know for sure that this is about a stroke? Or do we, if we're sensing any of those um any of those risk factors, should we call the hospital or call 911 immediately? Right. Well, I think those are two different things. So the risk factors that we talk about are those underlying conditions that would make a person um, more likely to have a stroke than someone who doesn't have the same risk factors. So high blood pressure, people who are known to have high blood pressure on medicine or not, uh, they are at a higher increased risk of stroke just because of that diagnosis. Diabetes is a risk factor for stroke. High cholesterol is a risk factor for stroke. And all of our lifestyle 
uh, is potentially a, a risk factor for stroke. You know, eating a healthy diet is really important and uh, staying nourished and um, exercise is also very important. So the risk factors themselves are what we want to manage, hopefully before anything happens. But when someone comes into the hospital, they've been diagnosed with the stroke based on their acute symptoms, we'll go over not just what we think might have caused their stroke, but we will review with them all of their possible risk factors. So if they are smokers or if they have diabetes, if they have high blood pressure, different kinds of conditions that lend themselves more to vascular disease, we'll address everything. And also the abnormal heart rate called atrial fibrillation is a big risk factor for stroke as well. Okay, there's a piece of this whole conversation about how food really affects us or infects us and uh, and makes us vulnerable to strokes and so many other things, right? Um, The challenge is food today is not the food of yesterday. We don't get as much of the nutrients we need out of it. We're taking vitamins all the time. We're trying our best to find out what we should drink, whether it's carrot juice or orange juice. It's maddening to try to figure out where can you get what you need inside of your body to make sure you stay as far away from a stroke because I know people who are very fit. They eat organic foods, right? Or 70% raw and 30% cooked. I mean, they're doing everything they can to maintain their health. Yet a stroke still can happen. Is it hereditary? Strokes can absolutely be hereditary as well. Again, the different underlying conditions, for instance, diabetes can be hereditary. High blood pressure can be hereditary. Heart conditions, certain heart conditions can be hereditary too. So heredity always plays into it. But you know, all of us in the whole world carry our own little set of risk factors. And uh, the idea of, for instance, you pointed out the diet, just living a healthy diet, whether that's with the Mediterranean diet, there, there are a lot of different diets out there, and I'm not going to discount any of them. But what it means is that people are paying attention to what they eat. They're trying to eat more healthy, whatever style of diet they may use. And that's going to make a big difference. If you're just going to have your Coke every morning from the gas station and fries and a burger, that's probably not going to get you as far as you would with a little more education about what foods are better and what foods aren't. What are some of the new things we're learning about strokes? I know that the brain is so complicated. Um, What you all do at Alina, I can just imagine um, how intriguing it can be and absolutely unnerving it can be because it's ever-changing. So how do you know, or, or should we say, ask that question of our doctors, hey, I'm feeling something a little weird in my brain in this particular section, even if we can't name it? Um, because, like yeah. I said, it's ever-changing. Well, really good question, and, and it brings up two different points. So, again, when we're talking about a stroke, it usually, by far and away, is a sudden loss of function, an organized neurologic deficit. Now, when I say that, I'm meaning I can tell you 29 times out of 30, where a person's stroke likely is in their brain based on the symptoms that they present with, because I know what part of the brain controls what parts of the body, et cetera. And I'm accustomed to working with that. Um, Well, uh, Dr. Terrell, I would like to take a break. Of course, he's from Alina Health. Can you stick with us for a few more minutes? Sure, absolutely. All right, we're going to take a break and we'll be back in just a moment. 
Welcome back, everyone. Neurologist Dr. Ron Terrell has been joining us from Alina Health, and I'm so grateful for some of the information he has shared during this month, which is Stroke Month. This is the time to talk about it. He's joining us on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Thank you so much, Dr. Ron Terrell. Uh, You have given us a lot of information. If there was one last thing you want us to know very quickly, what would it be? I think most important thing would be to know the stroke warning signs uh, as I went through, you could look it up online. It's it's B fast, B for balance, changes in balance, E for eyes, F for face, weakness, numbness in the face, A for arms and legs, weakness and numbness, um, S for speech or language, difficulty getting your speech or language out, and T for time, because time is everything. We have a limited amount of time that we can intervene and actually reverse the stroke that may have just occurred. It is quite remarkable. Thank you so much for sharing this in this incredible month of May where we really should be talking about it every day, every week, every month. Thank you so much, sir. Yeah. All right. My pleasure. Thank you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 